What's up, guys? And welcome back to Love Has No Limits. Today's podcast episode is going to be really exciting because we have our first guest. <laughs> so say hi to Chloe, everyone. I mean, I know she can't hear you, but yeah, just just say it back to your phone or computer or whatever. <laughs> Okay, so we have a very interesting story from Chloe today, and we're really excited because obviously this is our first guest on the show. So from here, how about Chloe, if you want to introduce yourself, and then we'll get into your story. Yeah, so I don't really know how much to say about myself. My name's Chloe. Um, I'm from the West Midlands in the UK. Um, I'm 22, and my boyfriend's name is Cole, and he lives in Illinois in the US. Awesome. Really quick side note. Sam and I want to name our son Cole. Like, if we have a boy, we always Except say her parents that his name would be Cole. Idea. I love that name. I just love it. It's so good. Okay, so. We should call the other one Dylan. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't. All right, so Chloe sent in a really interesting story that literally captivated me the second I read the first paragraph. So, Chloe, if you want to just give a little bit of a rundown of your story, and then we can just go from there, ask any questions, and you could share any type of advice and stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, um, I don't want to basically just read what I sent you, but I'm not sure how much how much detail you want me to go into. Honestly, um, whatever but... you feel comfortable with, however much information you want to give is absolutely awesome with us. Okay, so um, I guess it all starts with me having my own YouTube channel, which is all about books, um, which sounds very, very strange to someone who's never heard of it, but there is a whole um, booktube community on YouTube, um, and we all read a lot. Um, and through that, I met my best friend, Brittany. So she's only a couple of years older than me, and she lives in Illinois with her husband and their kids. Right. Um, basically just started talking every single day. Um, we had so much in common. We liked some of the same books. Um, so after about nine months, I decided, yeah, let's go and meet her. Right, um, wow. So booked, yeah. So and and how, just, probably, just quickly, how long ago sorry, was that? So we probably started talking, I'm going to get this wrong now because I know her family is going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, so I booked the flight, I want to say in June 2019. Right, um, okay. We probably started talking like September 2018. Okay, cool. So it's been a couple of years or so that you've been friends. Yes, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I booked the flights for October last year um, and yeah, basically I was just so excited to meet my best friend um it was nothing there was no relationship side of anything um and at that time which I, I wasn't really sure whether to include in my story because it is a bit of a, a sensitive topic at the time of my trip out there I was in a long-term relationship right um so there definitely was no I wasn't going to America looking for anything um I just wanted to meet my best friend but there were a couple of issues in my relationship that I was I was kind of struggling with, um, and I, I probably won't say any more than that. If that's okay. Yeah. No, so if, you, if totally you're fine. if you're not comfortable talking more about it, that's absolutely fine. But would you be would you be willing to give us some details about you know I, I think were you guys living together? How long were you together and stuff yeah, like that? So we've been together four and a half years. Okay. Um, we were living together. Luckily, we were just renting. Like we hadn't bought a house, um, and there was just a couple of things like. I'd gone to uni and got a graduate job and I was like bringing the money in and everything was sort of on me and it was a mm. bit of a burden, I guess. It's really? kind of like you're taking care of him yeah. in a way then because you have yeah, to pay the bills. Yeah, it definitely and... was like that. That's definitely yeah. got to be a strain on a relationship, hasn't oh, yeah. it? Yeah, it, it definitely was. And I think we sort of addressed, tried to address the problems maybe three years in. We said, look, we need to sort this out or this needs to end. 
and I was, we were sort of just in a bit of a rut, I guess. Mm. And okay. he was looking at me to provide for him, which I didn't really want to do anymore. Yeah. So, so he wasn't really a very ambitious guy, was he? And I'm assuming you were looking for no. something different. Yeah, I just, it wasn't even that I needed ambition. I just wanted somebody to take care of me, I guess. Yeah. Um, like, I am very, I'm a very ambitious person myself. Like, I will happily go to work, work full time, pay the bills, but I want someone else to do it as well. You want someone yeah. to at least match you, don't you? Definitely. And yeah, especially exactly. if you're living with someone, it's not your full responsibility to take care of everything no. also. So you said that you were kind of doing the providing. If you're, if you're comfortable answering this, were you yeah. paying pretty much all the bills and stuff? Were you, were you funding his life? Yeah, I was paying 100% of the um, rent, 100% of oh the bills. Wow. I was paying for, like, food shopping, alcohol, uh, tobacco, and I don't smoke. No. <laughs> so, yeah, it was It, it was can a, be a very a expensive hobby, can't it, smoking yeah. or that habits? Must, that must have been such a strain on you, or, or just by definitely. yourself like I can't even imagine having to you know provide fully for somebody else yeah definitely. yeah it was it was definitely hard <laughs> so so is that something you guys had kind of been you know had, had there been kind of tension about that for a while then yeah there's definitely been tension and there'd been a lot that I'd so I went back to his dad and his stepmom and said look I can't I can't keep doing this for very much longer can you guys have a word? We'd have sit-down conversations where I said, look, you need to do this, this, and this, or I've got to go, like mm-hmm. I can't do it. Um, so it was definitely, I think my trip to America came at a time where it was a re- it was really testing anyway. Like right. he, he said, why didn't you take him with you? And because I would have had to pay for his plane ticket. Yeah. So definitely. And, plane I, t- I and, and at the end of the day, I mean, plane tickets to, to America, especially, especially what's Illinois to, to the UK? Maybe 4,000 miles or so? That's... Yeah, it's four thousand. Well, it's three thousand nine hundred and ten, if you want to be exact. <laughs> oh, there we go. So uh, I'm guessing. It's a long yeah, so flights are going to be expensive, and not to mention the fact that you know, if your boyfriend went with you, I'm assuming you'd probably want to get a hotel and stuff like that. So I, when I went, I actually stayed in Brittany's daughter's bedroom, okay. um, because it was just me. But I think if he would have come with me, that would have been a definite like strain. And yeah. uh, Brittany lives in a, a very, very small town, so it would have been staying in a hotel like outside of town, mm. and it would have been a lot to figure out. <laughs> a lot yeah. more expensive. So basic, basically, as a quick overview so far, um, you met yeah. Brittany in kind of mid to late 2018. Became best yeah. friends. Nine months later, June 2019, was it? You you uh, yeah. decided to fly over there. At that point, yeah. your relationship, your, your four and a half year relationship was really on the rocks. You were providing for your boyfriend. You talked about this, you know, multiple times. You got his parents involved and just there was a load of tension and strain on the relationship. Yeah, pretty much exactly. It must have okay. been so nice to get away, though, and like just have your alone time, especially going to meet like your long distance friend. It must have been mm-hmm. just helping you to feel much better do you, I, do you I feel imagine. like maybe that was an eye-opener for your relationship because because maybe did you feel like you were kind of trapped in that kind of endless cycle of providing for him and getting away to america yeah. was an eye-opener it insanely was and there's a lot of times over especially the past year the last year and a half of that relationship um where i'd go on holiday with just my parents right and he'd stay at home and things like that like we wouldn't or I'd go out with my friends and he'd stay at home. Mm. So it was a lot of me doing things by myself anyway. Like I felt independent enough to go to America by myself. Like I, I didn't yeah. really need him to go with me. Yeah, no, definitely. So yeah, it was 100% an eye-opener. And I think a lot of a lot of things that I obviously, like I'll go on to say, um, 
different ways I was treated and sort of provided for um, definitely made me think, wow, that, that's not how that should work. Yeah. So, so let's move on. So you got to yes. America. No, it's absolutely fine. So you you got to America. Things were all good with meeting my friend. Was so. Let's talk about meeting your your best friend first. Yes. Was she like in person? How you kind of anticipated? Was she the same in person? Was it awkward when you first met her? Because I we've talked about this before, but like when Sam yeah. and I met, it was definitely a little bit awkward. So I can imagine like even you for nine months speaking to somebody. What did you feel like a little uncomfortable, or were you more too excited, right. or how to go? Weirdly, it was so natural. So I didn't see them straight away. I came out of um, arrivals and I could not see them anywhere. And I just heard her shout Chloe. And um, I was like, oh, my God, she's real. Because even though though I've been video chatting her for so long, a part of me was like, she could be an actor. She's hired these kids. I had the same thought. Honestly, I mean, I know this is different because you're meeting, you know, a friend versus kind of a relationship. But... Even, you know, before Monica and I met for the first time, we'd Skyped so many times before that. FaceTime, we had each other's numbers. I'd met her family over FaceTime and stuff. But literally, I was on the train down to London. It's like a two and a half, three, three and a half hour journey uh, down from Chester to London. And I was literally just going through in my head all the time for hours on end. Was I was thinking, oh my gosh, what if this is like a scam? What if like, what if she was a paid actor? What if I I'm going to get kidnapped? No, you know what I thought? I was like, what if it's some new technology where someone can do That's like what a I was face thinking. thing and like make it look like someone else? So I literally thought of like every possible situation yeah. that it could have been. <laughs> I had as well, her um, uncle Rod, who I'm really hoping is listening to this as well, um, he, so just her uncle had decided, he knew I was getting quite like anxious about coming over, and he works like early in the morning, so I was sat in the airport, and he was keeping me company, and asking how I was doing, and I was like, oh my god, this is a cult, I'm going to a cult. (laughs) (laughs) I was so convinced. You're entering midsummer. (laughs) have you seen that film? I haven't, but I think I know what you're on about. Yeah. (laughs) Don't watch it, it's terrifying. (laughs) But yeah, I was just, even though I knew her and I'd seen her kids, I chatted to her kids, I chatted to her husband, I was like, she's not real. There's no way (laughs) part of my brain went, you're just, you're an idiot. Have you never watched Catfish? Like, what is wrong with you? Um, But yeah, so meeting her, like seeing her face was amazing. So I thought, oh my God, I'm not an idiot. Um, (laughs) My family were convinced I was going to die. They did not want me getting on the plane. Like, they were convinced that I had done my research. My dad hugged me and he was like, just come back alive. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, it was insane. Well, that's parents, isn't it? I've made a mistake. Um, But, yeah, so seeing her face, I was so relieved. And they'd made a little sign that said, welcome to America. And it was was so cute. Um, But, yeah, weirdly, it wasn't wasn't awkward. Like, back to your original question. Um, And I'd met a couple of people from youtube that live in england before right and that was sort if anything it was more more weird like i I traveled about an hour just to go shopping and stuff but then i flew like a whole 10 hours or whatever it adds up to and i was like this is it was the most natural friendship ever so we were sat in the back of the car like driving back to her house and i was like this doesn't feel like i haven't met you yet oh i love that that's really cool yeah it was so cute (laughs) so in your email this is where, this is where the part. story gets good. <laughs> gets In your email, you mentioned that you ended up meeting her brother. So mm-hmm. do you want to take it from there? Yeah. So I had spoken to Cole before I went um, and just like really casual things of 
I don't know, he was at work and bored or he was driving a truck somewhere and I'd made a comment about how like all Americans drive these massive, huge trucks that are really cool. <laughs> yep. like, yeah, true. Um, like really silly things like that. And I, I can't even remember what some of our first conversations are about. Like my car broke down and I told him my car was rubbish. Just silly, silly things. And um, we'd been teasing him for... God, probably at least four months before I went out that he had a crush on me um, because he'd seen some of my YouTube videos and apparently thought my accent was really cute. Um, so he changed his, I can't say the, the product's name because it's sat next to me and will hear me. I'll just say the Amazon. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, he changed her name to a, like English accent. Oh my so gosh, my mom he, did that with her, with her yes. uh, thing she? as well. Yes, and now it's a British yeah. man. <laughs> but yeah, so we just basically teased him that he thought I was cute and liked my accent. Um, but I thought it was just a joke and a lie, and I have the emotional maturity of a, like, 16-year-old, so <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, but, yeah, so then at the airport, when he was there with Brittany to pick me up, and I thought, oh, well, he's kind of cute, but I didn't really think anything of it. I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, like, he's a cute guy. Mm. Um, yeah, it was just kind of in passing, kind of like, oh, it's Brittany's yeah. brother. Yeah, it's a, it's a little brother, and that's where it always freaks me out, because I say little brother, but Brittany's, like, four years older than me, so he is her little brother, but he's my age, <laughs> um, so a lot of people think so I'm dating, So he's like, 22 as well, then? He's 21 now. Uh, I, in January, I turned 22, and then February, he turned 21. Okay, fair enough. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it was just sort of weird to meet him as well, just because I've been texting him a little bit. Um, but then he basically was just around all of the time when me and Brittany had plans, mm. um, cause they're very, like really, really close. So I'd go into her living room and he's there on the sofa. So it was just, he was like part of the furniture. Okay. Really. So it was like, it was just natural. It wasn't like he was kind yeah. of like hanging around you because he wanted yeah. to, you know, get to know you and kind of, yeah. you know, he wasn't kind of planning anything. No. So the first time, um, like I said in the email, the first time we had an awkward, is this a date moment, um, was we all went out to the cinema. Um, we went to see, it was The Joker, actually, because it had just come out. And, um, yeah, we all decided it was me, uh, Brittany and her husband, and okay. then I, they sort of didn't want me by myself. Yeah. Like, well, they're on a date night. I don't want a third wheel, my friend. Um, so she went, oh, well, we'll invite Cole. He'll come too. And, uh, yeah, we got to the, I got to the till, and he refused to let me buy my ticket and bought me popcorn and a drink oh. and all of that. So he was like, like, oh, this is a date whether or not she wants it to be. <laughs> in in the sure. nicest way possible. You kind of made yeah. it sound a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether he just wanted to be nice or whether he wanted to make it a date. Like, I don't think we've, I've ever asked him that. Is he, um, is, is he just generally a gentleman in, in you know? He's in, definitely, like... The stereotypical American gentleman. I love it. Good. I wasn't allowed to open a door for myself or like carry a bag. It was amazing. Okay, those you can't come across men like that that often, Uh, especially where I live. Like in in New York, people just seem very like they're they're not really like the nicest. Everyone's in a rush. Yeah, everyone's always in a rush. So it's really nice to hear that there you know there's guys like that, and you definitely definitely have a keeper. Yeah, you need to hold on. <laughs> but yeah, so we went to the cinema and then the next, it was a couple of nights later, um, we, it was near Halloween, so it was October, so I decided I wanted to go to a haunted house or like anything scary just because English people do not do Halloween good. Oh, terribly compared to America, it's right? awful. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, well, great, we're going, take me somewhere haunted. 
Um, so we went on this haunted trail where like, actors were jumping out. Some guy had a chainsaw. Oh, I hate um, <laughs> It was terrifying. I was so scared. And then um, at one point there was a maze and it was pitch black. So the only way to not lose each other was to all hold hands. Right. So we, it was uh, me, Cole, Brittany, and then Brittany's friend, Sam. Okay. We all held hands to make sure we didn't lose each other. And then we came out of the maze and I was like, hmm, I'm scared. I'm not letting go. So <laughs> I just carried on holding Cole's hand. Fair enough. So um, wait, at this point, was like, did Brittany like think like something was going to happen? Did she ever say like, hey, you know, it's okay if... You end up liking him, or was there any kind of conversation where it kind of led to that? There were jokey conversations because it was like still kind of clear at that time that I was in a relationship and mm. I wasn't looking, I wasn't actively looking to get out of it. Yeah. So there were sort of jokey things like, oh, you know, be careful, he has a crush on you. And I was like, oh, don't be stupid. Like that sort of yeah. conversation. Okay. Um, and then it sort of leads on to a little bit further on in the story when me and Brittany went on um, a night to, like, the pubs. Well, it's not even a pub, it's a bar. The bar. I keep forgetting yeah. all the different words. Um, yeah, so we we were going out and we stopped at her friend Sam's house first and uh, Cole was our designated driver because he was too young to drink her. Okay. Which fooled me. Um <laughs> Because obviously I've been drinking for like three years. It's weird, isn't it? I had the same thing when I when I first went to America and, and Monica wasn't 21 yet. And mm-hmm. oh, neither was I. I was yeah. 19 or 20 when I first went over. Mm-hmm. And um, and obviously I'd been drinking in the UK for a while. And so to, to come yeah. over and kind of to feel naughty about drinking alcohol yeah. was so weird. <laughs> it's so strange. Like I bought a bottle of vodka while I was there and the guy asked my ID and I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> was 21 so I was like oh okay like I'm allowed but it feels like I'm only just old enough but yeah. I've been going to pubs like every weekend for three years exactly so it's so strange um so yeah he was our, our designated driver and their cousin Hoss came along too so he was just like chilling with us but he I think he was 20 as well so they were both like hanging together while we got drunk okay um and then so I guess back to the book thing, um, one of mine and Brittany's favourite books to talk about together are like teenage cheesy romances. Okay. And um, I said to her, I'm like, Brittany, this is the best setup for a cheesy romance. Like, girl <laughs> comes to America, falls for her, her best friend's brother. Like, that would be a perfect book. And she was sort of laughing. And I was like, wow, you know, would that, that I think that would be funny. And she was like, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with it. So I was like, well, great. I've had a few gins at this point. Oh, so this was like your kind of drunken, sneaky way of asking for her permission. Yeah, so I was sort of like, well, what what would you do? And she's like, you know, I wouldn't care. I love you. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. But at this point, I'm like still in my head, it's still a joke. But it's becoming less and less of a joke. Yeah. So just just to pause quickly on the story, were you still kind of talking to your boyfriend at this point? Were you, you know, were you still kind of FaceTiming him or kind of keeping him up to date with what's going on and stuff like that? I probably FaceTimed him one time while I was there, and that was probably the first day I was there, just to show him I was still alive. Right. And then we'd maybe send each other about, I don't know, five texts a day, just okay. to say what I was doing that day. Like, it wasn't, there was no I love yous, it was just, oh, we're going to Target now. Mm. Um, oh, we're having, like, steak for dinner. It wasn't... It, it wasn't was like, like, oh, I miss you so much, I wish you were here, yeah. like that type of thing. There was, I don't think there was any, I miss you, I wish you were here. 
So it and do you think very- do you think he felt the same kind of way about about the relationship as you did? Like obviously you were kind of stressed, you were tired of the relationship. Maybe you were kind of looking to move on, and obviously you kind of, you know, even though it was a bit of a joke at this point, you were kind of falling for this other guy. Do you think he was in the same kind of situation? Do you think he was getting a bit tired of the relationship as well, or was he still kind of fully committed? Um, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to like trash talk him too much because obviously, in the end of this, I did still hurt him. So I don't want to say too much negative stuff but he as far as I'm aware was absolutely loving it because he didn't have to get up in the morning he didn't have to go to work you were his mother basically yeah he didn't have to cook he didn't have to clean um so I'd gone away to America for I mean I only went for 10 days but that was 10 days where he could sit in the house doing nothing and just like drinking and Mm. yeah he was he was loving that he could do whatever he wanted with yeah. me. Like, and, just, and, and in general, in the relationship, was there any reason why he didn't have a job and earn money? Like, was he actively searching for a job? Does he have a disability? Like, is, is there any reason why he's unemployed? No. Um, he, he started, he had a, a decent job. He was working in a supermarket and they started giving him, he, he only went for like a 20-hour job, I think. And at that point, I'm like, please do full time like we need it um and they started giving him more and more hours and in the end he quit because he didn't want to work that many hours and he was get, being given like 30 hours where i'm mm. doing a full week yeah um, so he just he would happily sign up for an eight hour a week job and when it pushed it to like overtime he wasn't doing it and then he said no i'm not doing this anymore right um, one thing i will say for him though like he he used to have a lot more motivation and he was um joining the army reserves and he got like a bit messed up with paperwork there and everything was being delayed and he sort of lost motivation with that and then I think every job moving forward as soon as something went wrong he just didn't want to do it anymore yeah yeah so there was no there was no reason at the point of this trip then that he shouldn't have been working he definitely should have been working okay that's that's what I was trying to get to is there any kind of uh you know, any reason why he's he's unemployed, a disability or something like that. But, no, uh, it was just unmotivation. Unmo- yeah, unmotivation and yeah. kind of not wanting to step outside his comfort zone yeah. to an extent, potentially. Yeah, potentially. Um, but I think it was a lot of the fact that if I would, I'd never say, obviously, there's a problem with not working if there's a reason for you not to work. Mm. Um, but if we would have had a sit-down conversation, he would have said, this is why I don't want to, then that would have been, if there was like a genuine reason, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we had a chat about it but it, it was just that he couldn't be bothered right fair enough so, so thanks for so clearing that up anyway <laughs> back to you were drunk at yes. the bar you basically got yes. Brittany's permission so what happened yeah. next um so i got very drunk um in a way that i'm slightly ashamed of there's a lot more <laughs> stories about that night that i could bore you with <laughs> um one to do with me telling a football coach's wife that she had a resting bitch face um, oh my <laughs> get her another drink <laughs> yeah so I we definitely lost count of how many drinks I had like it was definitely the most drunk I've ever been in my life um but at the same time it was a lot of fun so it wasn't it wasn't awful like I didn't do anything dangerous I was with friends um but yeah it was a bit of a bit of a dangerous night for me it was controlled um, uncontrollable 
Definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, we we ended up we got home and um, got back to Brittany's house, and um, we were in like Halloween fancy dress. There were fishnets everywhere and fake blood smeared everywhere. Um, but apparently, she put me in bed. She cleared this up the other night um, when I told her I sent this story. So she puts me in bed. Um, and it turns out that while I've been drinking, Cole's been texting me to check I'm okay, oh. and I've been trying to flirt without really knowing what I'm saying. Right. Um, so I, I do have all the screenshots from this night because I love to laugh at myself. Um, but basically, I think someone in the bar said I was good looking, and I was like, "Oh my god, this guy said I was good looking," and he was like, "Well, you are." And I'm like, "Oh wow, you know, thanks." Just really cheesy twelve-year-old level of flirting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I tried. So yeah, I woke up, saw all these texts, and I genuinely felt like I was going to die. I've never been that hungover. I fully deserved it, um, but I felt. I felt so horrible. So I texted him and basically said, are you going to come and look after me? Because, I don't know, want you to come and look after me. And um, he shows up like 10 minutes later with a load of uh, Gatorade and cream soda, I think. So by this Um, point, you pretty much decided that you, you you know, you you had a crush on him and and, uh, the other... had you said anything to your boyfriend at this point? Did your boyfriend know that you'd kind of talked to this other guy and you were kind of falling for this other guy? Or, you know, were you honest about your thoughts with your boyfriend or was this something um, he he didn't know about? I was definitely not honest. He had absolutely no idea. Um, and this is sort of like where where this goes now is I was so confused. I have never, ever thought that like cheating on someone in any way whether that's just texting somebody else I've always thought it's the most disgusting thing a person can do um but I was so so confused I've never been that like there was so much going on in my head and I was throwing up every 10 minutes (laughs) so I didn't really know what was going on um and I just sort of was like well I may as well just have a chat with Cole about what I'm thinking Mm -hmm. because nothing nothing's happened at this point it's just me trying to figure out what's going on yeah yeah um, so i was like oh it'd be nice for him to spend the day here and um, where we can just like talk and maybe get to know each other maybe say like look we need to like cut this in you, you can't you can't do this anymore um and just sort of see where his head was at as well because yeah. if it was all a lie and like a joke and, and he wasn't interested in me in the slightest then i was just making a massive fall out myself yeah. So you wanted to kind of gauge the situation and uh, and see yeah. if he kind before of... you took it further and said anything how you were thinking. Yeah, I wanted to know what was going on in his head too, um, just just in case it was all like a big joke that he just thought my accent was funny. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> that would have been very very awkward if you were like said very. your feelings and then he's like, oh, I thought this was all a joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. I, so I'm basically, sure he <laughs> so he came up, he gave you a load of Gatorade, yeah. you had a chat about it, you were throwing up every ten minutes. Um, yeah. He was being a complete gentleman, holding your hair back, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you had a chat about this, and he, I'm assuming, because you're together now. Um, yeah. Sorry for the spoiler, everyone listening, but yeah. I'm assuming he said he likes you too. Yeah. So I mean, I can't remember the full conversations of the day because a lot of it was just me sleeping. Um, and him just like staying there while I slept so that I didn't like roll on my back and throw up and die Um, so a lot of it was just him keeping me company and um, we just sort of talked about like what I'd been doing the night before really like a normal update and then I kind of said 
do think you're kind of cute. Right. Um, and I'm a bit confused. I don't know what to do because I basically, I like rolled over and I think I was laying on his chest um, just like half sleeping. And we made that eye contact. Like, you know, when you're going to kiss someone. Yeah. Um, and then I just started crying. Because I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm so confused. I don't want to do this to my boyfriend. But at the same time, I'm going home in three days. Like, it's definitely I really a, it's a hard situation. It's yeah, a really hard situation. Um, so I was like, look, I, I want to kiss you. But I don't want to be a, a disgusting human and, and do this to my boyfriend. Like, that's not okay. Mm. But at the same time, what if I don't get this chance again? Yeah. Like, what if I never come to America again? Like, so did you kiss yeah. him? Yeah. <laughs> Did the fireworks go off? Like, what happened? Like, when you kissed him, were you like, okay, I definitely made the right decision here? Like, did anything come to your mind where you're like, all right, the the, the relationship with my boyfriend is over because this this is the guy? Yeah, it was definitely, I mean, I really don't want to give too much description because I know his grandma might listen to this. Um, so <laughs> it's just, it was, I will say the only thing that happened was we kissed and we kissed a few times, but it was just insanely like oh my I think it was more like not this is what I'm going to do because this guy is amazing it was oh my god what am I going to do I thought this was going to feel really wrong yeah but, but then it felt right does not feel wrong. yeah it does not feel wrong in the slightest and I need to figure out what's going on in my brain wow so basically that yeah. happened I'm assuming for the last three days uh of your America trip you obviously had a good time uh with your you know with your soon-to-be boyfriend with Brittany's brother um yeah, so- Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, continue. I was, I was just, I was just kind of summarizing what so, I thought. Yeah, I mean, he went, he went home that night, and I was sort of like, okay, I'm gonna get the sick out of my hair, get in pajamas, and you can go home. And then over the next couple of days, we still, we didn't want to tell Brittany what was going on because mm-hmm. I was still really confused what was going on. Mm-hmm. So. Um, over the next couple of days we just I don't know people would have their backs turned and I'd kiss him or something mm. like it wouldn't we wouldn't do anything in front of anyone because I still didn't want you didn't like, really know what was going on so yet. you felt kind of guilty for two different reasons firstly because of Brittany I felt being your guilty. best friend's brother and, and secondly obviously you have a boyfriend which which obviously yeah. we'll move on to it in a bit um, but you'd already kind of I guess kind of got permission from Brittany already so um, yeah I was okay with her but at the same time I thought I thought it wasn't like she will I mean I don't want to repeat the word I just apologize for saying um we confirmed that she has a resting bitch face (laughs) and she's comfortable around you you get that face constantly but I didn't know that so I'd like look over at her after Cole had left and she looked like she wanted to kill me Oh, so you thought she, like, knew and that she was mad at you. (laughs) So I got, like, sort of permission from her. And I'm like, oh, no, she hates me now. What have I done? Um, And then it got to the end day and she's like, that's just my face. So, oh, dear, I've been, like, thinking you hate me. You're like, that's Um, a relief. (laughs) So the last three days, did you you spend them mainly with Cole or did you still spend them with Brittany? Um, Probably half and half. Like, he would go home every night and he'd turn up sort of, like, midday. Um, so when it was just me and Brittany in the house, like with her kids and her husband, like we'd sit and watch a movie or whatever. And um, we all went out for a nice like walk. We went for a little hike. That was really nice. And then, um, Cole had got a tattoo while I was there and he needed to go get the dressing on it changed or something. So I went with him alone to get that. And I was so good. Like I was stood in Brittany's living room. Like, are you sure it's okay that I go out with Cole tonight? 
like, well, I don't want to ditch you. And she's like, just get in the car and go. It's okay, like, so she was completely So okay I feel like it. she knows, I feel like it's like kind of the same relationship I have with my brother is that she just knows he's a good guy and wants him to be happy. So it's good oh, to yeah. know that, that she's that kind of person because a lot of people would like not be okay with this. But I'm glad that she was and, you know, she wants what's best for you and for him. Definitely. Yeah. I'm so grateful that she's happy with it. <laughs> Definitely. And I mean, now that it's now that it's kind of the best of both worlds, because you've got your best friend and, well, your two best friends and you're dating one of them. Yeah, it's um, like sometimes one of them will video call me and they'll be with the other one. So I end up having a conversation with both of them and it's, it's so nice. So walk me through. So you, yes. you basically, you had the last three days together. It was absolutely great. Mm-hmm. You spent it kind of equally with Brittany and, and Cole. And um, then you went back home. What happened once you got back home? Did you break up with your boyfriend straight away or, or what Did you happened? tell him what happened or? Yeah, so it's, it's very, very like confusing. But I got home and my mom picked me up. I got the train home like from the airport. So my mom picked me up, took me home. Um, and I mean, my boyfriend didn't really look happy to see me. And I wasn't over the moon to be home. I was still sad that I had to leave. Mm. Um so I was like, oh, you know, hi. And my mom even picked up on it. She said, like, you did not greet him like you've been without your boyfriend for 10 days. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, so I didn't, we, but we both reacted that way. Like, we both weren't excited to see each other. It was just, oh, we're back to normal now. Yeah. Um, so I didn't say anything straight away. And I was texting Cole and trying to be like, look, I don't know what to do. Because one, am I ever coming back to America? Like, if I'm never, ever coming back to America, then I still need to, like, maybe break up with my boyfriend because I've done this horrible thing but I, I need to like cut contact with you too or this is yeah. going to be too difficult um so I didn't say anything I was it was probably about maybe three four days I, I didn't say anything to my boyfriend and um part of like my little book uh, book youtube thing I keep a proper journal where I eat like scrapbook and stuff it's kind of sad but that's a whole different thing and I'd written in there something about um censoring what I was writing down in case anybody else read it and one night while I was sleeping um my boyfriend went found my journal and read it oh my gosh Um, yeah so that was a whole whole other separate thing um but he'd so he'd read the journal he found tickets from the cinema he found um like a receipt of Cole getting me Gatorade or something and I was like oh Cole brought Gatorade I was feeling sick or or whatever um, because I mean, I've kept a journal for years, so it was just sort of natural for me to write it down. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm doing forever. Um, so he said, I've read this and, um, like what happened and I, w- I didn't want to tell the truth at the start. I was like, why? I was more angry that he'd read it. Yeah. And I explained, I said, look, um, wait, I don't know what's going on in my head. I'd had a couple of drinks. We went out. And the morning after, like, he came and comforted me and gave me a cuddle. And I wasn't 100% honest. I'll put my hands up to say I wasn't 100% honest. And I was like, look, I still need to figure out what I'm doing. I've still got a chance to tell the truth, but I need this conversation to stop. Because it was, like, three in the morning. He was screaming at me. And I was like, I just need this need this conversation to stop. Mm. Um, so then I think I might have written something else down the next day and said we had this argument. And it turns out he then read my journal again. And I was like, look, you, you can't do that. And then it was at that point I was then forced to be honest because it was, you know, it, it all happened. And I was yeah. like, right, this, this is what happened. Um, and we need to sort we need to sort ourselves out. Either we can just end it now or you need to go out and get a good job and be motivated because otherwise I just I can't, 
I can't do it. I'm the one that's done the horrible thing, but I need this like emotional load on me to go to. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he, so over the next maybe week or so, he sort of made no effort to do anything differently. Like he said, he forgave me for everything that happened. And, and you, just to cut in, you were talking to Cole during this time, were you like, uh, romantically? Yeah, so we, weren't talk, we weren't talking, I wouldn't say romantically. It was more, I'm confused. I don't know what to do. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. So you're looking, yeah, looking was, at him for, for kind of advice rather than being like, oh yeah, my God, I can't wait I to be with it, you. Yeah, it was like advice and, and maybe comfort I would stretch it to, but it wasn't, I'm in love with you, I can't wait to see you again, things I'm like really, that. Yeah. It was, I don't know what to do, I'm confused. Like, let me uh, sort my mind out first kind of thing. Well, just yeah. just really quickly, I'm going to hold my hands up and say I have no experience dealing with this situation whatsoever, so I can't even imagine yeah, what was going too. through your head, never mind Cole's and your boyfriend's and Britney's yeah. heads. So, um, you know, we're kind of looking to you for kind of advice on this and, and uh, how, you know, talking about kind of how you felt and, and how your boyfriend felt and all that kind of stuff during the situation. Yeah, I think it, it was so, so hard because obviously I had been with my boyfriend for that long, but I never want to bring down how much of a stress I was under too. Like I've, I've dealt with it for, well, since last October, or feeling guilty. Um, but then at the same time, I have to think it wasn't a good situation. So mm. half of me blames myself for kissing Cole and half of me thinks you know what you weren't happy and you couldn't have carried on like that so something had to trigger the end of that relationship right okay so you're and viewing it, it kind of happen. like as, as as the trigger for you know the, yeah. the eye-opening kind of the wake-up call I yeah guess, the wake-up call <laughs> yeah and I, I guess there's been a lot of people in my life like I've lost friends over this who think I am a horrible person for doing that but I have to just think that it was, I wasn't happy. I was shown a different way of how you should be treated. And I just sort of went for it, I guess. There's, I don't think it's a nicer way to say it than that. Mm. Yeah. So, and and yeah. I mean, we can't really kind of make judgments on this because like I said, we've got no experience with it whatsoever. Yeah, and I've never been in this, any type of situation like similar to this. <laughs> so I don't know what to say slash not to say. But yeah. honestly, I feel like, Everything happens for a reason, and I fully believe that. So the fact that, you know, you had to go through something that you didn't want to go through, like, regardless, but the fact that it brought you to actual happiness now, and now you're with someone who you really love and who brings you up and stuff. Well, we haven't gotten to that part yet. Yeah. So basically... I know, we've been talking a long time. We have. We have. This has gone on for almost 40 minutes now. Um, oh, Jesus, it's, well, it's, it's, no, it's a really interesting story, and we're, we're loving. I told you this. I was captivated by it. <laughs> so, yeah. as a real quick overview, you were in a relationship yes. for four and a half years. You met your friend through your YouTube. What's your YouTube channel, by the way? Um, it's called Chloe Reads Books. Okay, so you met you met your friend about two years ago through your YouTube channel, Chloe Reads Books. Uh, mm-hmm. Went over June nineteen to visit her. Met her. Met her. Uh, I almost said her brother. Her bo- her boyfriend. <laughs> then you met her brother. Things hit yeah. off with you. Things were rocky with your relationship. Came back. You admitted to your boyfriend that you kind of cheated, but things were over. What happened after that? Did did Cole fly over to the UK or? And how long yeah. did it take to end your actual relationship with the boyfriend? Did you say like you know after you told him what happened? How long did it take for you to actually break up with him? I'd probably say for it to come to like a final, this is over. It was probably three weeks after I got home. Okay. Um, so we would. There were obviously a lot of problems and I'd admitted to what happened and we'd had a bit of a chat and then he, I don't want to talk about it too much because I will like start getting upset, (laughs) which you don't want, Um, but he got very, very aggressive Mm. um, after all this came out 
and physically like or emotionally um i'd say emotionally towards me i wouldn't like he didn't hurt me but he was definitely physically aggressive around me if that mm. makes sense yeah like slamming um, doors was, and stuff like yeah, that yeah there was a lot of smashing photo frames and me like mm. having to barricade the door when i went to sleep at night yeah, that's oh a, my that, god that's a really toxic situation so you're sleeping in different rooms yeah so we had um we had a spare bedroom and I said like you need to go in there we're having an argument um, and then uh, I think actually I went in the spare bedroom initially and I shut the door and in the middle of the night he came in to shout at me oh at like gosh. three four in the morning and obviously I had to get up to go to work the next day so yeah. I was angry wow. I was yeah, like no look the situation but I need to go and earn money to pay the bills so leave me alone yeah. um so after maybe I'd say like a week of that sort of treatment I thought I can't do this you need to leave and originally, he refused to leave the house um, because he was on the rental agreement, okay. but obviously wasn't paying anything. And so he was getting a free ride. He was loving it. Um, and yeah, at one point, I just I called his dad and I was like, he needs to go. Um, I, I can't be around him if he's being like physically aggressive. It's it's scary. Um, and yeah, his his dad ended up like getting him a new place to stay because his dad lives in Wales. Right. So it was. Quite, like he couldn't physically come and yeah. remove him, I guess. Um, so yeah, he ended up getting a new place to stay. Um, and I think, like to be honest, for him, I think he tried to hang on to the relationship a little bit even after he moved out. Like he wasn't quite accepting that it was over. Yeah. Okay. Um, there was a lot of like trying to get me to go round and see him and talk to him, and I I wasn't interested at that point because of all the like aggression. Yeah. I thought I I don't want to be around that. You you physically scare me. Yeah. So why would I put myself alone with you? I, I don't want to. So quick, um, yeah. Talk, talking about yeah. saving the relationship, but at the point at which you got back to the UK, was there any part of you and at any time that you were trying to save the relationship yourself? Like, did you try and work things through, or did you just kind of have it in your head, like you know? You've you've weighed up the pros and cons of both guys. This relationship is over. I need to do this in a in a nice and calm manner and just get him out of my life and and move on with it. I think a part of me, um, because we've been together four and a half years, like we got together when we were seventeen, um, like sixteen, seventeen. So a big part of me didn't want it to end because it felt like a big chunk of my life. Yeah, yeah. It's an um, end of end well, of a really and, important four and a half era. years is a long time to be with somebody. Yeah, that's, that's Sam and I right now. That's how long we've been together. Yeah. 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 So it was it was sort of crazy because a part of me wanted to to fix it. So that's why when we had a chat one time, I was like, "Look, if you can if you can get a job, if you can prove, even though I I was in the wrong, I was like, if you can prove to me how much you want to change for me to stay around, then maybe we can save this." And yeah. I was saying things like that. So you I kind of gave him a multi- an ultimatum, and he didn't obviously yeah, stand up to it. Yeah, I think part of my brain knew that even giving that, I wasn't 100% set that that would save anything. Okay. Um, but as soon as he didn't didn't feel what I, like, didn't feel the ultimatum, I was like, yeah, no, this can't happen. Yeah. Like, you need to go. I'm sorry. You kind of realise um, your self-worth. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't ever want to say it in that, like, oh, I deserve better. But at that point, I was like, yeah, I deserve better. Thank yeah. you. So so it took about three weeks or so for you to finally kind of break things off with the boyfriend fully. Uh, I'm assuming you were living in that apartment on your own after that. Um, Yeah, so I only had that place up until we'd like had a six month rental agreement on that place. So it was up in February. So I still had a little bit of time in there that I had to physically stay there by myself. Yeah. And then, so what happened with Cole? Just, just yeah. to kind of wrap things yeah. up. What happened best, with Cole after that? The best that? part of the whole story. 
yeah, we were sort of left him out. I feel bad for him. Um, <laughs> he he uh, basically he'd never really left. I don't think he'd ever left like Illinois more than more than maybe twice. Mm. Um, well, that's a lie, but not many times. I've like now started remembering things. He never travelled to um, Europe and stuff. Put it that way. Yeah. Okay. So he didn't have a passport. Um, so I was like, right, okay. Um, this is what's going on in my life. If you want to try and do this long distance thing, then, you know, we'll talk about it. Maybe we can do it because, I mean, I'd never had an experience like that. He definitely had never had an experience like that. So I didn't want to straight away. I was kind of scared. And I'll go back to the little fangirl thing of I was watching a lot of your guys' videos. Um, I love it. Thank you. (laughs) I was like, look, people can do this. So maybe I can do this. Like I had such a great time with him. He treated me so well and I didn't want to lose him. So I was like, well, I guess, I guess we're doing this. So, um, yeah, to wait for him to get a passport. As soon as he had a passport, he booked some flights and he came here in January, the ship. Wow. That's so exciting. Yeah. So like you've once... been together officially about six months or so now, have you? Yeah, it, just over five months. Right. It's like when someone, when you know someone's worth it, you literally do anything in your power exactly. to be with that person. Like 100%. that, that that's like the best thing about like LDR relationships. It's just it's okay. amazing to see like the what's the word like the way what's the word I'm looking for like how far <laughs> someone will go. Yeah, for kind you. of yeah. 100%. It's, it's just it, I love like hearing about stories like this because it's just you know he's good for you if he's gonna like if if both of you are willing to go back and forth like four thousand miles to see each other it's just so special. Yeah, like I, I've said this multiple times in, in our videos and, and and stuff before, but you know, thankfully Monica and I are in, a, are in an okay financial position now. But mm-hmm. the first time I ever flew over. I was just a kid. It was almost five years ago. I went into debt. So I literally went into my overdraft <laughs> to fly over to Monica because I knew that it was real. Um, yes. So I luckily, um, because of even with all the stuff that was going on with my ex-boyfriend, um, I've got like, a, I'm an accountant right now, like it's from uni. So I have been doing okay financially. So one flight out there is not going to damage. Yeah, it's not the, the end of the world. Yeah. Um, but then it was it was slightly different for Cole. Like for his flights out here, um, he'd had a seasonal job when I was out there, so it ended like while I was there, and then he hadn't like secured anything new yet. Mm. Um, so he was sort of like, "Oh God, well, I really, really want to come and see you, and I'm going to spend this much money because I really want to." Um, but it wasn't. It was definitely like a bigger decision for him to spend the money. So that's what made me realize, like, "Oh, this guy, he's serious." Yeah. Definitely. So did Brittany come over with him when he first came over or did he come on his own? Um, No, he came on his own. Um, Brittany is terrified of flying, so she (laughs) it's going to be a bit of a struggle to get her to come to England. But um, yeah, he just came by himself. Right. And and so how long did he spend here in January then? Um, He actually managed to stay here for five weeks, which was absolutely amazing. um, Because like every time I look at going over there, it's two weeks maximum just because of work and stuff. Um, So he actually, he was staying and I was going out in the morning to go to work and he was sat in my house um, because I couldn't get all the time off. Like five weeks is a lot. I mean, Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so he was here uh, for five weeks. He was here for both of our birthdays. Um, He was here for Valentine's Day. Like Valentine's Day was his last day. Um, So yeah, it was was lovely. That's absolutely awesome. And wait, did did he fly out from Manchester Airport? You live in Worcester, don't you? Yeah, so he flew into Birmingham. Oh, okay. Oh, of course he must have. I was going to say, Monica arrived on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, so imagine if we, like, passed in the airport. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. No, he flew into Birmingham. I love this awesome. story. Like, yeah, I love this, this story. This story makes me so happy. And although, like, it didn't, it didn't, 
play out how you would imagine it to. It's still just like so amazing that both of you are, are making it work and showing that you love each other. And I just, I just love it. Well, Monica and I, like we said, we're not going to make any judgments as, as to anything. We're, you know, obviously our listeners will let you guys make your own judgments um, on whether it's right or wrong or the best way to handle it and stuff. Just, just before we wrap up, is there anything you would have changed about the way you kind of handle things or whatever? Is there anything you would have changed if you could go back in time? Um, I think it's, it's really, really hard to say because there's, I don't feel, I feel bad about the way it played out, but obviously I am so, so happy with Cole right now that I can't imagine that I wouldn't have kissed him while I was there. Even if it didn't happen the way it did, I really think that would have happened at some point. Um, there is no physical way that I could have said anything to my boyfriend at the time over the phone that would have yeah and and i was i was actually i was thinking before if, if there was kind of any possibility you, you would have broken up with your boyfriend beforehand who has not hurt his feelings but like you said this was kind of the turning point you know yeah. the meeting cole and kind of flying out to illinois to meet britney is uh, you know uh, uh, initially that was kind of the eye-opener wasn't it so yeah. you wouldn't have like known the whole, not even just meeting cole just the whole like physical me going to america by myself without wanting my boyfriend there that was a major eye-opener. Yeah. I don't think I would have needed... Well, this is where it gets difficult because I don't know whether I would have needed Cole for the full eye-opener. Like, would I have broken up with my boyfriend anyway is where I, like, struggle with it because yeah. it was such a bad situation. Definitely. Awesome. Well, so, thank you so much for, you know, going on, on and t- coming on the show and telling us all about your story. It's really, really interesting. And for being so honest with thank- your story as well. Like, it, we really, really were so captivated when you emailed us because it's just amazing how it turned out and do you yeah, have any kind of closing advice for for anybody listening oh that's really difficult um i would just say that you in this situation like being in a long distance relationship you need to know that that person is worth it and i'm not sure how you figure that out but you need to know it's worth it otherwise like it's not i don't think it's that much of a like a, a viable situation to be in mm. but just knowing like how much me and Cole care about each other. There's no way we couldn't be together now. I get so, you. It's it's yeah. This is this isn't going to be kind of easy for the listeners to no. kind of understand. But it's like it's just one of those things. Like you, when you know, you know. Like yeah. that's just exactly. literally it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot. I get a lot of comments, um, mainly from my family, um, to be like, why, why on earth would you put yourself through this? And it is just, I know that he is worth it. And yeah. one day we're going to be able to do all this in the same country. Well, we'd absolutely love, love to kind of hear an update when you do plan that. Um, I'm oh, assuming there's no, pl- there's no plans to kind of close the distance anytime soon? Um, no, I have plans in my head um, of, of what I would like to do. And he is aware of that. Um, but right now, obviously, we haven't been together that long. and Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's not, I'd need more support from my family before yeah. I make any decisions. Um, and I still, I'm training to be an accountant, so I still have like two years worth of training left and I'd love to finish that first. Well, good, good things take time, so just be patient exactly. and then the day you guys can close the distance, it'll be so worth it. Yeah, and so good luck with everything and, and thank you so much again for coming on the show. Yes. And, um, and guys, go subscribe to her YouTube channel. Yes, definitely do that. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I think this this definitely goes to show, guys, that love literally has no limits. Yeah. Um, you know, you managed to navigate a 4,000 mile, well, 3,910 3, mile relationship. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And Chloe, we'll have an update with you. Hopefully in a few months' time, you can come back on the show and talk about any updates and anything. That'd be amazing. That would be really, really cool. Awesome. Awesome. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you so much, Chloe, again. And we will see you on the next episode. Let's do it. Okay. Talk to you soon, guys.